You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, we've been going through a series called This is the Way. And so far, we've already looked at a couple of things. We have looked at disciples drop everything and follow him. We've also looked at disciples love God's word. Disciples also pray without ceasing. And tonight, we're going to look at how disciples build community. And so, that was weird. Luke, was that you? Is that your pen doing some weird thing, whatever you're doing over there? Um, So tonight, I actually want to answer a few questions that when Claire asked me to do this sermon, immediately came to mind for me. And the first question, plain and simple, that came to my mind was, what is community? And so I actually just, uh, I cheated. I just asked a couple of my friends what it is instead of doing my own research. Um, And so some of the answers I got were actually pretty cool. One of them I got was uh, people who rally around and build bonds over a common purpose. It's a pretty good answer. Um, I also got community is multiplying joy and dividing sorrows. Um, This one one I liked as well. Uh, Being with people you care about and who care about you. Uh, But this one was my favorite. This was one from one of my really good friends. Uh, Shout out to Drew. Some of you leaders in here know him pretty well. Um, He said, when you and your friends start a Minecraft server and have a hostile takeover of a village. So any of you guys that play Minecraft will understand that that's real community right there. Um, But all jokes aside, God has created us each uniquely and individually But weirdly enough, the design is for us to be in community. And so community is not just a group of people or a team. It is an action day in and day out. We as disciples aren't to just be in community, but we are called to cultivate it. To go more than just fumbling through life alongside people, but to actually be investing in their lives and building community with those around us. So that led into the next thing for me. So, like, why is community important? If this is something that Jesus wants his disciples to build, why? What's the point? And you see, I think to myself, like, can't I just be a Christian that doesn't build community? Because I know for some of you, if you're the opposite of me, if you're an introvert, this sounds like, yeah, I see Josh in the back already like, yeah, that's me. Um, that's, that's a real thing. Like, some of us really don't want to go out and build community. I, on the other hand, am lucky. That's just like, hey, new person, come here. Um, but to answer the question, can you be a Christian and not build community? Short answer, kind of. Like, in the same way, like, you can technically have the salvation of Christ without building community. You can technically be someone who is going to go to heaven and not be building community. You see, you could give your life to Jesus and die a moment later without building community once in your life. And you'll still go to heaven. 
Just like I think about the thief on the cross, right? There was a thief that was on the cross next to Jesus, and he says um, that he's going to give his life to Jesus, and Jesus basically says, right then and there, I will see you in paradise. Well, I don't think he had much time after that to get down from the cross, go make a few friends, and then go to heaven. But also, you can technically be a good goalkeeper and not be on a soccer team, right? Like, I guess you can practice at being someone who would play soccer as a goalkeeper, but I'll tell you right now, guys, if you're a goalkeeper and you're not on a team, I'm not going to any of your games. That sounds so boring. Like, that's going to be just you standing there. Uh, That's not interesting. And I think that's the same way as, like, a Christian who doesn't build community. Like, you technically can do that, but it's going to be a really uninteresting and unfulfilling life in this Christian walk. You see, God created us to live in community because the Christian life is not a solo sport. It's not something we do on our own. It's something we do together. And I get it. I know some of you in here are probably like me, where when someone says, why should we build community? And the answer is, well, because God told us to. Like, I know that should be enough, but for me, it really isn't. Um, We should be able to say like, oh, it says so in the Bible. We should absolutely do that. We should have the faith to do that. But the reality is, it's not enough. So like, I want to answer the question tonight that I think most of you in here might be secretly asking like I was, which is, what's in it for me? Why should I build community? What's the point of that? And so I kind of broke it down to four really main points that we're going to go over tonight. Um, There's probably more, but these are the four that really like caught my attention. And so the first one on why we should build community is because community builds bridges. Community is a way that we make our friends, right? And so Acts 2, 42 through 47 says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So they basically just ate together all the time. They just hung out, ate some food. It's pretty fun. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You see, plain and simple, community gives us friends. And that's kind of (laughs) cool. This also leads to, uh, like, to providing us empathy for others. Uh, you see, this is Jesus in Mark 8, 1 through 2. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. Simply by being in proximity with people, Jesus is now changing his lens from his needs to the needs of those around him. So being in community helps build that empathy for others. Ephesians 4.32 says this, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. 
So to keep us building bridges, the people around us in our community also stir up a curiosity, right? There's a lot of people in our communities, even looking around this room, that are just very different. Some of you guys are seniors, some of you guys are freshmen, boys, girls, you name it. We got different people in the room. And so this helps, this curiosity helps us move from things that could lead into racial or cultural tensions, right? When we, when we stay curious about those around us, it's a lot easier to ask about them and learn about things that are different than us. It also stretches our viewpoints, which in turn leads to wisdom. And so Revelation 7, 9 says this. This is where John is having a uh, vision of what, like, heaven would look like. And so Revelation 7, 9 says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. You see, the feet of Jesus will be full of people that don't look like us. It'll be full of people that don't speak the same language as us. It'll just be full of people and full of community of everyone that could be so unique and individual that we don't get to see here. Because at the end of the day, the boundaries that we have here on earth mean nothing at the feet of Jesus. And that'll bring us to point two. Community reinforces resilience. With others, we can make it through things that we can't imagine. And so I know a lot of you in here might know some of my story, um, and I can be like a testament to this. Going through hard times with people that you care about and that care about you is a game changer. And we're all going to go through hard times. If you haven't already, like, I can't even say that. All of you in here have gone through hard times. You're high schoolers. And so one of my favorite examples of this is in Job 2. Job 2, 11 through 13 is where Job's friends basically find out that he's not doing well. He's having a bad time. And Job's friends are actually pretty notorious in the Bible for doing a lot of things incorrectly of consoling their friend. But these three verses here are really important. When Job's three friends, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shehite, and Zophar the Namathite, heard about all the troubles that had come upon him, they set out from their homes and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. You see, when we have community, we have people that come sit with us in those times of darkness. We have people around us that are going to uplift us when we need it the most. In Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says this, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You see, guys, when we are in community, those things that come at us at full speed in life are a lot harder to tear us down because we have people backing us up. Navigating the hard parts of life are much, much better with the people we love around us. And we said it earlier, people around us also stretch our viewpoints. So that means being in community simply just makes us stronger. You know, people say things that hurt. 
I feel like if I asked you guys to raise your hand, if someone in your life has said something hurtful to you, every hand would be up. And if not, teach me your secret. Um, but here's the thing. We would, it's much better for us to have people around us in our life that we love that point out the negative things in our lives rather than some stranger coming up and just saying, pretty hurtfully probably, that you're doing something wrong. In Proverbs 27, there's two verses that talk about this. In Proverbs 27, 6, it says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. A few verses later, in verse 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. All of the people we keep close help give us a thick skin, which, if you guys haven't experienced that yet, having a thick skin in the world is really helpful because this world is not here to just be for you. So that jumps into our third point. Our third point is this. Community fuels faith. Community provides us with peace. In Romans 8.28, it says this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You see, we get to hold on to the fact that God is in charge And when we have community, we can be reminded of that with those around us. They can help point us back to that truth. We also get the chance to see God move when we're building community. Mark 2, 3 through 5 says this. Some men came bringing bringing to him, which is Jesus in this case, a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, that's pretty crazy, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but getting on a roof in general is not easy. Getting on a roof with your friend might be a little more difficult. Getting on the roof with your friend carrying your other friend on a mat seems near impossible. But at the end of the day, they did it. They had their community. They knew they had to bring their friend to Jesus. And oftentimes, I feel like we think of ourselves as the friends that bring our friends to Jesus. But how often is it true that we're just the person on the mat that really needs our friends to take us right back to the feet of Jesus? And so when we're in the community, we get the opportunities to be those friends that have both the ones that take their friends to Jesus and the ones that have friends that take us back to Jesus. And so our final point is this. Community promotes purpose. It gives us an identity. 1 Corinthians 12.12 says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Basically, right here, It's saying it's super cool that some people become pastors. It's super cool that some people become missionaries. It's super cool that some people are encouraging. It's super cool that some people are just really good at inviting friends to church. Whatever it is, just know that there is a place and a purpose for you. Everyone in this room, every single one of you, there is a place in this body of Christ, in this church that we are a part of. And this also leads into giving us the opportunity to grow. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So we get to grow. That's kind of a big deal. We make big deal about people growing in general. I mean, when I was growing up, 
I had those things on the wall that, you know, my parents put how, how tall I was getting on the wall, right? We make a big deal about growth. And so with community, it just helps reinforce all that even more. We get to grow alongside each other. We get to be doing this not just by ourselves, but with people around us that care. And so this is what I love about getting to speak about community tonight, is that we just gave four reasons on like what community, what's in it for you, building a community. But what I love about that is all of the reasons that we should be building community for ourselves is equally as important as important to those we're building community with. So every single one of these points, if we're doing that to fulfill ourselves, those in community around us are also getting those same things. So it's such a mutually beneficial thing to be in community. And knowing that community is important is awesome. Maybe you're sitting in here and you're just like, wow, Kyle, thank you. I now understand why I need to build community. Well, that'll lead us to our final question. How in the heck do I do it? And so it's actually really cool because we at Purpose Church have five culture values. And we, we have these all over our church, and they're really great for lensing our, our viewpoints to build community and how to do it. And so our first culture value here is found people, find people. John 1, 40 through 42 says this. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. You see, when we have that lens, found people, find people, our reaction is to go, I found Jesus and I see that that person needs him. And so our first instinct should be to go reach those out there. Right? So when we're building community, if we're looking at it through the lens of Jesus found me and I found Jesus, I'm going to make sure others know. Our next culture value is this. We are better together. If you guys haven't heard this one and you've been here a while, I'd be shocked. It's painted on the wall right out there. Um, so Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, when we have this lens of being better together, it's easier for us to say, life is good right now, but I can't wait to spend it with my friends. I can't wait to do life with the people around me. Or I'm going through a hard time. Maybe instead of isolating, I'm gonna bring someone in. It's a lot easier to do that when we remember that we are better together. Our third one is growing people change. Romans 12.2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, growing people change. And as we change, that helps us reach different communities. That helps us learn how to engage with people we maybe didn't engage with before. You know, some of us here, you're all high school. Some of you guys are probably doing sports. You're probably doing some sports that you didn't do in junior high, right? You, as you grow, you have gone into different communities and you've learned how to talk with different people. Our fourth one is everyone is designed to serve. First Peter 4.10 says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You see, everyone in here has skills. 
every one of you. And you get to use them differently for different communities. And what's awesome is you can go out and serve the local community. You could serve a global community. You could serve at your school. You could serve here. All of these options are good options to connect with others. And our final one is generous people transform the world. 1 Timothy 6.18 says, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. You see, this doesn't just mean give money to the church. This doesn't just mean give money out to people. Guys, be generous with your time. Be generous with your gifts. Do things alongside others where you might even just simply be able to say, let me drive you to the airport. Whatever it is, you guys have those opportunities day in and day out with the people that you know and care about. And isn't it funny how like, the second you help someone with something, all of a sudden you realize you're getting invited to like a lunch or a hangout at their house or something like that. Because when we're generous with our stuff, people want to keep you around. I mean, it puts a value for all of us. We become valuable to others. And that's really exciting for if you're trying to build community. So in a true God-glorifying community, we are friends with a purpose and we are friends with a mission. And sometimes that means being vulnerable. Sometimes that means celebrating alongside people. But most importantly, that means encouraging each other each day to point us back to Jesus. Community is not something you necessarily just find or stumble upon. It's something that you intentionally build by spending time with others, listening to each other, praying for each other, serving together, and all the things in between. So we're going to go into a time of small groups after this, and I want you guys to really focus in on some of the questions tonight and the weekly challenges. If you guys haven't been doing those, like, this is such an awesome opportunity to learn some of these practical things about how, it to, how to be a disciple of Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us as we go. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this awesome night with some of the coolest students on the planet. And Lord, we just pray that tonight's small group is impactful and that you help show us ways that each and every one of us can become important and a part of building community. In your name, amen.